Kennedy's Last Stand and the Trump Card Space Cooperation Used to Level Deep State On November 12, 1963, President Kennedy reached a bold agreement with Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev, joint lunar missions to end the Cold War. While Kennedy's earlier September 20, 1963 speech at the United Nations calling for the Soviets to cooperate on joint space missions and a moon landing is well-known historical fact, Khrushchev's acceptance less than two months later is virtually unknown to most. Kennedy's request and subsequent agreement with Khrushchev represented far more than an attempt to end Cold War tensions over the escalating number of nuclear weapons being built by the US and Soviets. Kennedy was boldly attempting an end run around the deep state's blockade on releasing classified UFO-related technologies that could spark worldwide advances. On June 28, 1961, President Kennedy sent a top-secret national security memorandum requesting his CIA director, Alan Dulles, prepare for him a, quote, review of MJ-12 intelligence operations as they relate to Cold War psychological warfare plans, end quote. Kennedy referred to an interagency control group called Majestic 12, which had been secretly set up on September 24, 1947, to manage the UFO-related issues and technologies. While Kennedy's June 28 memorandum has not been officially declassified, expert examination of the leaked document supports its authenticity. Dulles's response to Kennedy's memorandum is revealed in another leaked top-secret document issued on November 5, 1961. Dulles's response gives an overview of the MJ-12 activities with regard to psychological activities which he confirms involves the UFO issue. It describes UFOs as part of Soviet propaganda designed to spread distrust of the government. Dulles' letter acknowledges it is possible that some UFO cases are of non-terrestrial origin, but these do not constitute a physical threat to national defense. Most significantly, Dulles' letter states, quote, for reasons of security, I cannot divulge pertinent data on some of the more sensitive aspects of MJ-12 activities." End quote. What Kennedy did not know was that in addition to denying his request and blocking his other efforts to assert presidential authority over MJ-12 operations and UFOs, Dulles organized for MJ-12 to issue eight directives in October 1961. The directives authorized the removal from office of members of Kennedy's administration if they threatened MJ-12 operations. In Kennedy's Last Stand, published in 2013, I document Kennedy's multiple efforts to assert presidential authority over the MJ-12 group and classified UFO files. In brief, after Kennedy reached his groundbreaking agreement with Khrushchev, for joint space and lunar missions, the head of the CIA's counterintelligence division, James Jesus Angleton, 
implemented one of the MJ-12 directives authorizing the removal from office of political figures. The most extreme of the eight MJ-12 directives was a cryptic assassination authorization. Quote, draft, directive regarding project environment. When conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. End quote. Dr. Robert Wood, the foremost expert in analysing MJ-12 documents using forensic methods, has concluded that the Byrne document is an assassination directive. He points out that the cryptic phrase, it should be wet, originates from Russia, where the phrase, wet works or wet affairs, denotes someone who has been killed and is drenched with blood. The implementation of Project Environment led to Kennedy's very public assassination and served as a clear warning to other political leaders not to challenge the deep state. The MJ-12 group did not want US and Russian cooperation in space since this threatened to expose their covert space operations using reverse engineered technologies acquired from Nazi Germany and crashed alien spacecraft. Even more sensitive were the agreements reached with the German breakaway colony in Antarctica and different extraterrestrial groups. In the subsequent decades, the MJ-12 group, working through the CIA, was in control of covert operations and intelligence activities in space. This was made possible by an enormous black budget of over $1 trillion annually that the CIA funneled into various classified programs and defense agencies such as the National Reconnaissance Office. The Department of Defense and the President's Executive Office were largely left in the dark over exactly what was happening in Earth's orbit and beyond. Before becoming Secretary of Defense on January 20, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld headed a congressionally appointed National Security Commission that delivered a report recommending the creation of a Space Corps to defend the US from a Space Pearl Harbor. Quote, an attack on elements of US space systems during a crisis or conflict should not be considered an improbable act. If the US is to avoid a Space Pearl Harbor, it needs to take seriously the possibility of an attack on US space systems. The nation's leaders must assure that the vulnerability of the United States is reduced and that the consequences of a surprise attack on US space assets are limited in their effects. The use of space in defense of US interests may require the creation of a military department for space at some future date. A Space Corps within the Department of the Air Force may be an appropriate model in its own right or a useful way station in the evolution toward a Space Department." End quote. Only eight months later, on September 10, 2001, as Congressional legislation for a Space Corps was about to be unveiled, Rumsfeld revealed $2.3 trillion could not be accounted for and declared the Pentagon bureaucracy to be America's greatest threat. Quote, 
The topic today is an adversary that poses a threat, a serious threat, to the security of the United States of America. This adversary is one of the world's last bastions of central planning, governed by dictating five-year plans. You might think I'm describing one of the last decrepit dictators in the world, but their day too is almost past and they cannot match the strength and size of this adversary. The adversary is closer to home, it's the Pentagon bureaucracy. In this building, despite the error of scarce resources taxed by mounting threats, money disappears into duplicated duties, bloated bureaucracy, not because of greed, but gridlock. Innovation is stifled, not by ill intent, but institutional inertia." End quote. In his speech, Rumsfeld was not only identifying the reasons for the missing money, but also signalling that it could be used to fund necessary, though expensive, Pentagon initiatives such as Space Corps. One day after his provocative speech, the September 11 false flag terrorist attacks embroiled America in unending Middle East wars against a contrived global terrorist threat. Consequently, the proposal for a space corps was shelved for nearly 20 years until the second year of Donald Trump's presidency. On March 13, 2018, President Trump first introduced and in succeeding months formally proposed the creation of Space Force as a sixth branch of the US military. Like President Kennedy before him, Trump had a bold vision of cooperating with Russia to implement his presidential agenda and end the new Cold War. During his first presidential election campaign, Trump made many overtures to President Putin of Russia to cooperate on a range of global issues. Again like Kennedy, Trump envisaged the release of new technologies to take humanity into a new era of prosperity and cooperation. This is evidenced in Trump's 2017 inaugural address where he said, Quote, We stand at the birth of a new millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease and to harness the energies, industries and technologies of tomorrow. End quote. Like Kennedy, Trump called for joint moon missions with other spacefaring nations, including Russia. On December 11, 2017, President Donald Trump issued Space Policy Directive No. 1, which called for the return of humans to the moon, the commercial exploitation of space and human missions to Mars and beyond. The directive called for, quote, an innovative and sustainable program of exploration with commercial and international partners to enable human expansion across the solar system and to bring back to Earth new knowledge and opportunities." End quote. Just as Kennedy had attempted an end run around the deep state's opposition to him gaining access to classified UFO files, Trump's Space Force proposal is likewise an end run around the deep state's blockade on releasing classified reverse engineered technologies that could spark a global technological revolution. In addition, Trump's creation of Space Force threatens the deep state's attempt to make America vulnerable to a space pearl harbor 
by embroiling it in a never-ending war on terror. At the same time, the deep state has been covertly helping communist China for decades to develop anti-gravity spacecraft and to build a powerful space navy, as I warn in Rise of the Red Dragon, published in 2020. Trump is facing massive retaliation from the deep state over his plans for outer space cooperation, joint moon missions, ending the Cold War with Russia and establishing a space force, just like Kennedy had before him. The eight Majestic 12 directives, or some updated iteration of them, establish drastic methods that can be used to remove or take out any political leader who threatens their operations. Today, a stolen election rather than physical assassination is the deep state's solution to removing President Donald Trump, yet another troublesome leader from political office. The key to understanding what is happening today in America is to identify the mysterious group behind the Kennedy assassination and how its modern-day manifestation is covertly attempting to remove Trump from the presidency for his efforts to similarly build international cooperation around a number of space-related initiatives. November 22nd will mark the 57th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. The real perpetrators skillfully remained in the shadows and were never prosecuted for their crime. Thus their successors continued to plot and implement deep state agendas tracing back to the original eight MJ-12 directives. To learn more about President Kennedy's assassination, the group behind it, and why this information critically links to President Trump's epic battle today, I will be holding a webinar intensive on Sunday, November 22nd. More info is available at my website, exopolitics.org. This has been Dr. Michael Sala. Thank you for listening and subscribing to my podcast.